Good morning, everybody. Welcome to Coffee with Casey, where we talk about market conditions and what's going on, what the opportunities are. Uh, today, we're going to actually show you how to score some deals here in this market. Okay, so so let's go. Let's first talk about tonight. I've got to do a speech at the Madison High School football team. They're going to play Robinson tomorrow. The coach has asked me to come out and talk. So the, the, the speech is basically the same thing with real estate as it is with football. The speech is about the difference between a football player and people just playing football, you know, kids playing football, right? What, do, what makes a football player great, okay? Well, the same thing is with realtors and people that are selling real estate. So you have professional realtors and then you have people selling real estate. And there's a big difference between the two, okay? And, and as I'm going to explain tonight, you know, the difference is work ethic, right? Some people, their life is not a hobby. This is their job. And they are workaholics when it comes to real estate. We have a lot of workaholics on our team. I mean, they're just plain workaholics, right? They're not go out to dinneraholics or uh, take napaholics. They're, they, they work their ass off, right? So the second thing is discipline. You know, you got to be disciplined to get things done and, and know what you're talking about. You have to be focused on the present, not on the past, not on the future. You have to be focused on the present. You know, the focus means I can control what I can control. I can't control what I can't control. I'm going to focus on what I can control. I'm going to focus on the present. I'm going to focus on what we have, not what we don't have, not what we're missing. I'm going to focus on what we have, right? This is what professional realtors do. The biggest, biggest thing is a team first mentality, okay? Football players have a team first mentality, team first. People play football and they're just trying to run touchdowns and do whatever they got to do, get their own glory, right? A professional realtor is a team first person, right? So let me tell you the difference of how you know, and not all top producers are professional realtors. So the team means me, uh, us, our team, and the seller. They're part of our team, right? We all have the same goal, team first mentality. Get the house sold in the first 96, keep the seller in control, keep him having his leverage, get him the highest price, do what we have to do. That is not the philosophy of many realtors. Many realtors like to have their signs in the yard. They like to be able to advertise listings in the newspaper. They like to have open houses for all the agents that work on their team. So that's not a team first mentality. That's a me first mentality. That's a, the real estate team first mentality. So our mentality of, and other professional realtors mentality is what's in the best interest of everyone, which means the sellers and the buyers, right? So we work as a team. And uh, so that team first is a big deal. Personal responsibility, also huge. Take personal responsibility for anything you do or your team does and everything will be fine. Difference between professional realtor right? And um, people selling real estate where it's a hobby or, or it's a business, but it's more of a business about them, not about, you know, helping the sellers and the buyers. Okay. All right. Enough said about that. Let's go on to the market conditions. You'll see, you know, market conditions and strategies. And today we're going to talk about where is the market? What happened in the last week, right? Which is very important. Where is the market headed? And then I'm going to show you literally how, where the opportunities are for the buyers and how to find them. And an actual example where we got a house 
you know, almost half a million dollars less than the original list price. Show you how we found it, show you how we, how we determine what the true value is. All right. So now let's take a little, let's take a little run out to, uh, to see how the market's doing. Let me get rid of all this stuff. All right. Let me get rid of that. Okay. So here we are in today's market. Hope everybody can see this. So what you're looking at is the percentage of homes for the last week that successfully went under contract as opposed to withdrew, sat, did not sell, came back on the market, whatever. The failure rate in Arlington is 84%, right? So what does this create? This creates a huge opportunity. 84% of the homes in Arlington failed to sell. Who's the opportunity for? Buyers, right? So buyers now can go out, find the home they want. I'm going to show you a great example of this. Find the home they want, get it at a reasonable price. I know interest rates are high. That is not a five-year thing or a 10-year thing. It's a one-year thing or two-year thing or maybe outside two and a half years. But this is the opportunity that you've been waiting for to buy houses, right? Now, at the same level, you know, as long as you do it right, it's a great time to sell because prices are deteriorating and you want to sell while you're on top. As prices go down, maybe they stay down for the next five to eight years. Historically, when it starts to go down, it bottoms out and comes back up. It doesn't reach where it was for eight years. So if you're thinking of selling now, as long as you're reasonable, as long as you stay in the present, as long as you control what you can, not what you can't. You know, as long as we focus on what you have, not what you don't have, that home is going to sell. All our homes sell first weekend, unless I say sell at 185 and they sell at 195. That happens, their house, not mine. So, but as long as people price it where it should be, prepare it the way they should, homes are going to sell, right? Okay, so opportunities for sellers and buyers. But let's take a look at one of these markets. Let's look at Vienna. This is a market that's that that I work in a lot, right? So what the heck is going on in Vienna? So we're going to look in Vienna. Vienna is at a 5% um 5% success rate, which means 19 out of 20 houses did not sell. They either withdraw, sat on the market. This is what that looks like, right? If 19 out of 20 houses don't work, what I do is I look at those houses, look at the ones that withdrew, and I go on, I can't give you the example because whatever reason, PowerPoint doesn't work. But I go on, I look at one of those houses. I said, well, why didn't it sell? What's the matter with this house? Well, I can see that I take a house that was purchased in 19, uh, 2016 for 100, uh, 1.155 million. They're on the market, they go on the market at 1.75 million. It's like, that seems like a lot of money when you bought it for 1.155. So there's been an appreciation rate since then of 25%. So I applied 25% to 1.155. That's 1475. That's not 175. So what happened was the seller started at 175, went into the death spiral, dropped the price, dropped it again. 60 days later, they're at 1675. And they pull it off the market right? That is a home that was in the hands of a person selling real estate, not a professional realtor. And I tell you why. I had the pictures, but I can't show them. 
when I ran a pricing model for that house, I get about one six. Okay. But if I apply the appreciation rate to what they bought it for, it's one five. So it's somewhere between one five and one six, somewhere in that, in that territory where we can start testing and, and putting it on the market. First reason I know it wasn't a professional realtor, somebody that just wanted to get a sign in the yard and something to advertise and maybe some open house business. Is I looked at the pictures inside. Now, the home was all yellow. It was not updated. Pictures were not good. It was a yellow house. And as Morgan and, Co Morgan and uh, Kelly will not even allow me to, to put a, a, a yellow house up. I mean, literally, we walked into a 6,200 6, square foot house. It was yellow. It looked great. I mean, not look great, but it's really nice house. Everything was done very nicely. Lots of money spent on it. Morgan. Nope, guys, got to paint this house. Guy goes, I just painted this house. Wrong color. It's going to look terrible. We got to paint this house. So $8,500, you painted that house. Looks spectacular. Went under contract the first weekend. That's the difference between a professional realtor taking control and somebody selling real estate that will acquiesce to any wish of a seller. Yes, it's hard to do. Yes, it's hard to say, let's paint it. Yes, it's hard to get a seller to do that. Yes, it's hard to spend $8,500 but I will guarantee you they got a hundred thousand more for that house than we would have had it gone on the market and looked aged, looked dated. So, so a professional realtor tells people what they have to hear, not what they want to hear. So I looked at, let's go back to that house. It was priced incorrectly. They went into the death spiral. It was pictures were ugly, but it had a nice lot. Right. So as a buyer, let's, let's put on our buyer hat. And I'm going to give you an example of this, how we did that this weekend, this week. I'm going to put on a buyer hat. All we got to do is paint it. Look great if we painted it. But because it's yellow, looks terrible. Because they overpriced it, everybody left and nobody came back. They're desperate. It's the only reason people are selling right now, mostly divorce, divorce, divorce. Divorce, death, desperation. They, you know, for whatever reason, they've lost their job. You can hear more of that now, more of it. They're in an industry that's suffering financially. All the real estate markets are suffering because sales are down 40%. What do you think that does to people in the title insurance business, mortgage business, real estate business? People are, people are running out of reserves. They're running out of credit cards. They're... They, they're trying to hold on, they can't. So it's amazing that we had three homes that were in foreclosure that we had to negotiate with the bank that we're gonna sell them, which we did in the first weekend, which we did. And, but that's what you're starting to see now. So you have downsizing, people that are saying, you know what, it's time to go from a big house to a small house, now's a perfect time. I'm gonna take my money, I'm gonna get all, I'm gonna pay all cash for whatever I buy. And I recommend you don't buy for at least a year because you want to be acclimated to the area that you want to buy in. So, so, you know, you have death, divorce, downsizing, and desperation. That seller needed answers. That seller needed a professional realtor. You got to paint it. You got to price it correctly. What makes you think your house went up 52% when all the rest of the house went up 25%? Nineteen out of twenty houses failed to sell. 
Really? So, I don't know. I, 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 I can tell you that there's a massive problem out there. And I've, I've said this. It creates opportunities. For a seller that puts its house on correctly, there are buyers out there. Trust me, there's buyers out there. Just put it on for the correct price. Make sure it's in the proper condition. People will fight over the house because everybody else is overpriced, downward spirals, um, crummy condition, not put in, weren't working with professional realtors. They're working with people that sell real estate. So, you know, let me give you a perfect example of this. I'm going to give you an example of what happened today or this week. Okay. So Johnny G, one of our, our agents on our team, um, He's looking for a client. They're looking for a house, I guess, on the water or whatever. And we've been looking, looking, couldn't find it, couldn't find it, couldn't find it. Now, all of a sudden, we start talking about it's a buyer's market. It's time for us to get out there and start looking. Johnny finds a house originally listed for $1.85 million. $1.85. Goes into the death spiral. Down. $1.75. $1.65. $1.5. So Johnny calls up and goes, hey, man, what is this house really worth? I mean, what is it really worth, right? So we come up with our customary value is $1.3 million. Now, customary, beautiful house, has a nice view. Let's call it 1.4. But customary value of this house, $1.307 million. He takes that document. He takes it to the realtor. And he says, look, we're going to make an offer on this house. I'm not trying to cut your, you know, cut your knees out from under you. We're not trying to offer a lowball. This is what the house is worth. Do you know what that agent did? Thanked him. She thanked him. She took that document. Pretty thorough. You've seen, you've seen what my pricing models look like. Took it right to the seller. Said, this is what it's worth. This is what the contract says. The seller signed it. The seller went off at 1.85 million. That was their expectation. Now, was she working with a professional realtor or somebody who just sells real estate? There's a big difference, right? 1.85 was $550,000 over customary value. And the seller went into the death spiral. Now, can you imagine the frustration on a seller that puts it on and has to accept a contract? That's four and a half to five million, uh, five hundred thousand dollars less than they were they were told it was worth, or what they thought it was worth. How beat up does that seller have to be? So, so what do we do? And we secure a house at an incredible price that eight months ago, six months ago, would have you know in the hands of a professional realtor would have gone for one hundred and fifty to $200,000 more than we got it. So my estimate of what, what Johnny saved his client is at least one hundred and fifty, maybe $200,000. That's the example of how it works. Let me just show you something here. There's Vienna. Can you see this? Yeah, you should be able to see this. There's Vienna. This is the last seven days. See the reds? Yeah, that's bad, right? Now, these houses that are just came on the market, just came active at 96 and 91, that tells me that they were at one time 
under contract with a contingency. But the contingency kicked out, and here they are coming back on the market. Look, 139 days on that house. 22 days, 24 days, right? Look at the ones that have withdrawn. All the te uh, temporarily off, not that catch doesn't count. Because catch, um, well, you got temporarily off and you have expires. A house right there is worth $1.5 million. They went off at $1.75 million. So, so when you look at this, right? If you're looking at this, um, this can be analyzed to be a huge asset to buyers. Let's say I'm going in and I'm putting in a contract. I'm going to say your house is worth 100000 less than you say it's worth, and I can prove it. And here's the rest of the market. Do you think that's scary if you're trying to sell a house? Look at all the people that expired last week. This is one week. They just expired. Temporarily off or expired. Scary. In it. So, you know, just want everyone to know that right this second, there are opportunities, but you have to know how to get them. Johnny got a house, four and a half, five hundred thousand under list, original list, and at least 150 to 200,000 less than what it could have been worth or it would have sold for in March and April. Okay. So this is not meant to scare off sellers. There are so many people that are overpriced or underprepared. It's like shooting, you know, shooting ducks in a barrel, fish in a barrel, shooting fish in a barrel. Okay. As long as we stay to our protocol. And when a seller is saying, I really don't want to paint, we're looking at this going, we really need to paint, right? Look at what's happened. It's carnage if we don't. All right. So, for those of us, and I guess Samson Properties, I, I hopefully a lot of people listen. And by the way, I was at a big social event. You know, there's a couple hundred people there. And I must have had five people come up and, and say they listened to Coffee with Casey. And, and I got to tell you, I really appreciate that. Um, you know, to think that people are getting something out of this and enjoying it and, and, and at least getting some knowledge, market knowledge and what's going on in real estate. I cannot tell you how um, how much that makes how nice that makes me feel when somebody comes up and says they listen to the show and they like it and they listen to it every weekend. So so I really appreciate, you know, the support that people have and the agents that 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 listen, you know, to what we do. This is all about making us more professional. And again, I'm going to say, look in the mirror. If you see a realtor, a professional realtor looking back, you're in the right place. You see a person selling real estate, you're in the wrong market now. Because this is no place for amateurs. This is no place for people selling real estate. There's no place for people that this is just a hobby, right? If you're a professional realtor, you have work ethic, you work your ass off for your clients. Pulling things like this together for somebody so they can buy a house at 150000 under what it's worth. Yeah, pretty valuable. So the work ethic has got to be, has got to be there. The discipline to get things done. Um, do you think that Morgan wanted to tell that seller um, that that house that was yellow needed to be painted? I, I didn't want to do it. Morgan did it. 
You know, she maybe maybe I don't have the energy she has, but she knew it was right. She goes, it's got to be done. That's discipline. That is absolute discipline. And when we get a listing, you have focus. You focus on that, not the other. You focus on that listing to make sure that price is right. The predictive analysis is right. You know, if something's wrong, it's it's the market because, you know, you just got, you know, sometimes the right person walks in, sometimes they don't. So, so you got to stay on it. You got to focus on that house. You have to have a team first mentality. For those of you realtors at Samson Properties, if, if you're playing the game of, I just need to get houses on the market so I can, uh, um, so I can get open houses for my agents. Um, I understand that's a business model, but don't consider yourself professional realtor because you don't have a team first mentality where the seller's interests come first. And I will just say this, okay? I know that I know that maybe the other way of just putting houses on the market and just getting, you know, getting buying clients, that might be the right way. But our way of doing only what's in the best interest of the sellers and the buyers has made us the number one medium-sized team in the state of Virginia. So I'm going to go ahead and call bullshit on that and just say the way we're doing it is correct. Team first mentality is accurate. That's the way you should do it as you move through this market. So I'm going to emphasize that to all the Samson agents that, you know, yes, it may sound like a good idea to put a house on the market and do open houses and get a bunch of buyer clients, but that's not true. That's not, that's, that's just stats. Don't play that out. Do what's in the best interest of the seller. Tell the seller what they need to hear, not what they want to hear. That's what we do. Okay. And I think that Samson properties just becomes a lot stronger. Now, Samson Properties has the number one market share in Northern Virginia. We're twice as high now as Long and Foster. It is working. It is working. The agents being more professional. I'm going to go to a meeting here in an hour with um, all the top producers at Samson Properties. In that room are some true badasses. These are agents that are professional realtors. They talk about things at a very high level. They talk about what's in the best interest of the sellers. One, one agent walked in and said something that was not in the best interest of the sellers and got their head chewed off. I mean, Donnie had him first, I had him second, and there was nothing left for the other agents to go after. So again, that mentality of let's do what's in our best interest, not what's in the seller's best interest, that doesn't cut it at Samson Properties. Maybe another company. Let me give you a perfect example. I've only got six minutes left. Let me give you a perfect example of a mentality, right? So one company wants, keeps talking about their people doing exclusive listings, exclusive listings. That means just for our agents, we're going to show it to our agents. Is that in the best interest of the seller? Or is that in the best interest of the realtor? Right? That is in the best interest of the realtor. Those people are, are people selling real estate. They are not professional realtors. When you're putting your company ahead of the seller. It's a major one. It's one of the biggest ones. And you'll see them talking about it all the time. Exclusive agents. They bought their way into the market. They raised a billion dollars on Wall Street. They bought a bunch of agents, hang a nice name, say it's high, high tech, and let's sell your home off, off market. Anybody that tells you let's sell your home off market, unless you're desperate, unless you don't want anybody to know, unless there's a real extraordinary reason, that home needs to go on the market. It needs to get exposed to everybody. 
why would you expose it to a group that sells 6% of the home and not the group that sells 100% of the home? Plus buyers that don't even know about it yet. So, no respect for people that do things like that because I know they're working in their best interest, not the seller's best interest. I have no respect for the top producers that put their sign in the yard and let it sit there for 140 days because that's great advertising. You know, we're professionals. We do what we we do what we have to do. So, so today we talked about market conditions. It's actually improving a little bit, but in some markets, very bad, very very bad, right? So, you know, there are there are opportunities. If you are have children or kids that are getting ready to start buying, now is the time to do it. Now is the time to go out and get a house. You can help them. You can take money out of IRAs and and. Uh, Whatever some accounts that you have, they're getting 4% interest. Give it to them. They'll pay you the 4% interest. Let them pay as little of the 7.5% as humanly possible. Get them in the market now. If you have the resources, get your kids in the market now. First time home buyers. Now, 19 out of 20 houses didn't sell. Pretty big market. Pretty big opportunity. So there are opportunities in the market. You just got to live in the now. You got to live in the present. You have to recognize them. You got to get in the hands of professional realtors that can do what they have to do. There's hundreds of thousands of dollars at stake. My name is Casey Sampson. You've been listening to Coffee with Casey, where we talk about market strategies, we talk about market conditions, and hopefully set people uh, straight on what's happening in the real estate market. You can reach me at 703 508 2535 or every Thursday morning at 10.30, regardless of where I am. Because some people commented that they liked when we were away in Alaska and we were you know, doing things from offsite, which is pretty cool. I was in Highlands last week. I forgot my microphone and my camera. And so I, I couldn't do it, but it would have been a perfect place to broadcast from the mountains of, of Highland, North Carolina. But you can see me Thursday mornings at 10.30. I promise next time I'll bring a camera. See you next week. Bye now.